What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Lumen Project. I'm Chris Angel here with Jeff Bernheisel. Hello. What's up, Jeff? Yo. We were talking about uh, releasing the ego before we hit record here, which this should be, uh, we'll see where this goes today. It was pretty juicy, but uh, maybe I can just say, like, I, I would set this up with, um, I think the world period, Then and then let's talk about men in the world, but I think the world is so uh, used to ego. Everybody's flexing, puffing, posturing to try to prove something um, and show that we're bigger than we are. And I, I, I'm sick of that. I mm. just think it's gross. I, I can see it everywhere now. But I think you put that inside of the conversation of men. And I think men have even more pressure to flex and posture for being all that. Be the man. Be the man. Are you the man? <laughs> <laughs> so so let's, let's explore it and see where it goes. Because I think there's a lot of people who are dealing with, you know, ego. Yeah. So what brought this topic up was I was just thinking about last week where I was tasked with doing some things that, that I, I had that mindset of like, Oh, I, that's stuff that I used to do 10 plus years ago in my, in my line of work. And that's kind of beneath me. Hmm. And I had that attitude, which is kind of a shitty attitude to have depends. I mean, I guess if it's something, but what happened was I kind of got into this new thing that I was super excited about and then it clicked with me i'm like okay if i'm gonna do this which is part of this uh-huh. i just need to get over myself and don't have that attitude of like oh I, I did that so long ago like that's beneath me i don't need to do that anymore i can do that shit with my hands tied behind my back so why don't i just go do it all at once yeah and get over myself yeah um, yeah that's good. And, all, and then also just in saying that i was laughing because last night i was out playing pool with a friend and pretty good at pool and, and this is where I was just saying, like, I don't, I don't like to say, like, I grew up with a pool table and actually really fucking good, but we're out at this shitty dive bar and they just, they just finished their pool league. So everybody's there, you know, after the fact with, with all their custom sticks and they're hanging out and playing and my buddy wants to play and we're just kind of sitting at the table chilling and I'm watching everybody and kind of scoping them out. And like, there's some really good people there. Uh-huh. Uh, but in the end, there was this like, just super egotistical dude that just, thought he was the man yeah, yeah. And, and like he was he was beating everybody else but i'm just sitting there with my you know my legs are up on the table i'm drinking my drink and, and i'm pretty buzzed and that's the best way to play pool because there's that bell curve of like <laughs> it's the same in golf. And kind of ride that yeah almost yeah. any sport probably, but yeah yeah but anyway it kind of got to the t- where I, I stood up and i was like hey can i get next and it was kind of like you know oh you like who are you <laughs> yeah yeah you? you're not part of this league and yeah. You know, are you any good? And yeah. I, my response was, I'm like, yeah, I can probably hold my own. <laughs> and, you know, I, I mean, we ended up playing like four or five games. And I think we actually, it it was a, like we were tied. Uh-huh. And then I, I was like, I, I'm like, I'm kind of bored with this shit. I want to go do something else now. But uh, yeah. but his response to that, where I was like, yeah, I can, I can probably hold my own. And he was like, you know, uh-huh. well, I'm yeah. going to smoke you and, uh-huh. And and that was my thought was like, bro, get over yourself. Right. Release that ego. Yeah. I I have nothing to prove. I don't give a shit. I'm never going to see this guy again. Probably. I don't need to yeah. get up there and flex and be like, I'm awesome. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. I, just... I, I think that's interesting <laughs> for, if I think about the, who would be attracted to the Lumen project and the kind of men that are um, on this path of expansion and consciousness and whatnot, I, you know, I think for me, it sounds like for you, like that stuff just kind of repels me. I'm like, I don't, I'm not interested, but here's the challenge. I think we're in a, we're in a society where people are looking at leaders 
Who can I follow? Who should I follow? Are you a social media influencer? Do you have a million subscribers? Are you, are you monetized on YouTube? Like people are looking for all kinds of, they're looking for ego. And, and I wrestle with that in my own, my own business and, and, in uh, vision, because I'm like, I'm not willing to flex so that you feel like I'm qualified. I don't need you to tell me I'm qualified. I know that I'm qualified, but that doesn't convince you. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I have a, like a pretty good example of that, actually. And I don't know if I've ever told the story of my angry birds and how I got into SEO and all that stuff, but no, the gist Oh, you told me, but you haven't said on the podcast. Yeah. So I built this angry birds website to test a bunch of SEO stuff out. And I ended up was getting like a million hits a month and they ended up selling it for a big chunk of money. But part of that was I built a Facebook group to go along with the, the brand. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, if you're selling a website, like you want to have, like Instagram actually didn't exist at the time, but uh, it was just a Facebook group that was part of the brand. And I would post the content in there. And it just, it, when I sold it, it came with the website basically. Mm-hmm. But that web or that Facebook group had uh, like 120,000 followers when, when I sold it. Wow. And then a little bit later on, uh, I was speaking somewhere. I was at I was at an event, and it was in the real estate space. And somebody basically called me out, and they said, "You know, we, like we go to we go to your brokerage. We go to like you don't have that many followers. You like kind of like who are you to tell us how to do this?" Yeah. And I was like, "Well, I'm just like I don't I don't feel that I need to go flex and show you." Uh-huh. And I did it with the Angry Birds and then somebody said I got lucky. So I did it with Minecraft and then somebody said I got lucky and I did it with like four other games and I built all of these big brands and I sold them all for a big chunk of money. Uh-huh. So I was like, hey, I just don't feel the need that I have to show this to you. But if you're going to call me out for it, right? look what I've done. And everybody was yeah. like, oh, shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. But I was like, that feels dirty to me. Right. Right. This is the state we're in now where yeah. it's like, that feels dirty to me, especially if you lead with that. Look at all the awesome shit that I've done in my life. This is why you should follow me like that. I'm sick of that crap. Yeah. I sh- but if somebody's going to call you out and wants that validation, then yeah, let me show you what I've done. Or, and even if you haven't, like, yeah. that's not that big of a deal going and growing a Facebook. Like, people can pay to do that now. So yeah. it's not, you, know, you pay to get followers on Instagram. You pay to get some influencer to. Right, right. Yeah, whatever. I know. I I notice that sometimes I go, how much did you pay for? I think to myself, did you pay for those subscribers? Did you, did you, I remember doing back when I was into Facebook ads, somebody was, and I didn't like this strategy because it felt inauthentic, but somebody was teaching how to run ads to other countries for pennies to get Facebook likes. So you could have thousands or hundreds of thousands of Facebook likes on your page. And I'm like, that's just a trick. That's not even influence that's just me running ads to namibia or fucking yeah. some country when I, when I was in the when i was at the title company that i was at we started you know we built, built out this network of our, our websites for each state that we were in and each state had uh its own facebook page yeah and it had the location pages underneath there and for our main for our main page of the whole company I was working with our web developer and, you know, I was like, Hey, we need to build out these pages and this and this and this. Well, he just took it upon himself to, cause he's like, this looks bad. We have a Facebook page that doesn't have, you know, there's like 50 people following us and we're a national company. Yeah. And I get, I get his thought process. Like, Hey, we're a, 
we're a 10 year old national company and we have 50 people following us on Facebook. Like that kind of sucks. So he went out and paid a couple hundred bucks to get 50,000 followers. <laughs> and if you went and looked at any of the comments or any of the interactions or anything, it was all like all these other countries, uh-huh. which then I'm like, okay, but now, you know, we get a realtor in Seattle or wherever that's like, Oh, WFG national title. And they go look, and it's just all of this crap. Uh-huh. So we actually, I had him kill the pages and start over and i was like and don't do that ever again like i get like it's not processed but like we'll build it naturally and it'll it'll take off and it'll yes okay so that's that's the that's the thing right it's like i feel like guys like us if we're not careful we're not mindful about it can get stuck playing a game we already know we don't want to play we're like i know but i need to move the needle right but i and i'm i'm like i don't know how to move it i'm not willing to move it the way other people move it because it feels dirty and I'm in this gap between there's a vision I have and I want to move the needle towards the, towards that vision. And I don't know how to do it in a way that because everybody else that's funnel hacking, everybody else is doing it in ways I wouldn't do it. Yep. So <laughs> I think, it, I think it's, so maybe I would say this about that. I think, um, I think if you're a man who has done a lot of work to release ego and you're in business for yourself. So now, now you're like, and how else will I do this? There are some, I do think that there are some, there's some pioneering that we all get to do. There's some what's next that we get to kind of explore before the rest of the world catches up to that. And how do we do business in a way that is without the ego and is totally from a place of love and light? You know, how do we bring light to the world through our business? Well, and it's the same thoughts are, yeah. in marketing and business where they see, uh, there's actually a book, I think it's called 1000 True Fans or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah. Kevin Kelly's article. There's an article Maybe. Kevin Kelly wrote called 1000 True Fans. So, I mean, that's kind of what I tell people these days where I'm like, you don't need 50,000 followers yeah. or 500,000 followers or whatever. You just need your, your 1000 true fans that are cheerleaders and the people that know you love you trust you buy from you and all that crap like that's yeah. that's what you build upon oh sorry bud i kicked my dog <laughs> uh, um and that's what i mean that's the, the the advice that i give people especially in the real estate world where i'm like you know what realtor outside of i can't even think of the dude's name but there's a like josh uh you know those famous realtors that are on these stupid tv shows that i don't watch yeah. any of them but they like they have they have hundreds of thousands of followers or millions of followers because they're on a national TV show. Yeah. Does that get them more business than, than me in my little local market here of Portland with, yeah. with a thousand, you know, if I had a thousand past clients that were like super good friends, I'd be doing, yep. I'll say just as much business, like dollar volume obviously wouldn't be the case, but like it, it would be a very, very, very comfortable career. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and that kind of goes for any business, whether you're a plumber or an electrician or a realtor or whatever. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and maybe to tie this to last week's episode too, I just, th- there's something about for me in the space of surrender, um, I've had to release my ego. Like the whole process of surrender is a co- continual releasing of my ego because I keep feeling like I should be the one that's making things happen. Like, the whole thing of surrender is taking your hands off it and, and finding flow with life in the universe that there are energies bigger than you at play. And to think that to have the arrogance, to think that 
you could and that you have caused everything in your life to happen. Do you know what I mean? Like that they're there the idea that they're just bigger forces at work here. Yep. Than than you doing whatever you're doing on your to do list today, and I just the process of surrender for me has been a has been a letting letting the ego go over and over and over again, and realizing like I'm in the flow of life, and that's I think that's challenging because our 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 culture worships productivity, it worships you know forcing things through, and yeah, especially the, the, if you're a man, and it's gonna I'll say this will completely contradict what I do for a living but the fact of saying like I'm going to create a strategy and then I'm going to go mm-hmm. implement it and execute on it like that's what we're trained to do in mm-hmm. you know in life and in work and everything else yeah and this last week and I mean everything that I've gone through in the last few months and going into this week I'm on vacation this week so it's a nice mental checkout yeah but I am in that mindset now where I'm like, just let go of that. Like, I'm still going to do that. That's what I do for a living, but I think I can do it a little bit different. If I release the ego, Mm. don't have that attitude of like, Oh, I'm too good for that. Hmm. And just kind of see what happens. (laughs) Yeah. And I bet you things will start clicking probably a lot faster than if I'm trying to force it to happen. Yeah. And I think that was one of the damn, uh, the video that you sent me the other day, it was basically like, Quit trying so hard. That's yeah. kind of what it comes down to. Quit trying so hard. Right. You just, there's nothing wrong. I mean, you try hard. Stuff generally is going to work out and mm. and it's going to happen. But but if you don't try so hard, it's still probably going to happen. And then you didn't try or didn't try as hard. Like you could go <laughs> do other things that mean more to you or have more family time or whatever it may be. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of, especially in today's world, in the corporate world, especially, we're driven, you know, yep. drive, 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 revenue, revenue, revenue. Yep. Yeah. I wish we could get over that and yeah. not just be like, yeah, let's all sit around and smoke weed and just see what happens. <laughs> right, right. But, right, right. Right. But it could work. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I might put you in flow. I mean, the, the, the thing about um, so much about our, at least in a Western culture and in our capitalistic, you know, competitive um, business environment is hours and effort equal value. Like I'm going to work harder than you first at the office, last to leave. I'm going to generate, you know, there's so much emphasis put on you're worth more. If you work harder, mm-hmm. that was, that was one of our first episodes, right? We were talking about the, 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 the poster or the meme that was like, uh, nobody gives a shit. Just work harder. What was the, what was right. the thing? Is that what it's like that. Nobody cares. Work harder. Yeah. Right. Basically. That's it to me. That's a, that's an ego thing. Like I, I think that there's another way to do that. I, but, but that just points to how much we, we value in this culture. Oh, work hard, work hard, work hard. And so your ego gets wrapped up in work ethic. Oh, right. I work hard. And so that means that I'm better than you. When in fact, there's a whole lot of history around being able to be in flow with life. I was talking to my mom, she's visiting for the holidays. And I, I said, if I'm, I'm an employee and I'm tasked with a job, yep. I'm efficient enough to get that job. Say it's supposed to take an hour mm-hmm. and I'm efficient enough to get it done in 10 minutes. Yep. This is good. Yeah. I feel that that other 50 minutes is still my time and I can go do whatever I want with it. 
Yeah, yeah. Because the alternative to that is me recognizing it, having my employer say, no, you're still on the clock. This is our time. And then I'm just going to be like, cool, well, I'll just make it take an hour then. <laughs> right. Right. It's so dumb. Yeah. And so I get, you know, I, I, I want to say I get a little bit of flack over the years that I've gotten a little bit of flack from my employers because of that. Like, you know, the, I'm super efficient and and I have a skill set that I can do things faster than a lot of people when it comes to a lot of things. And so in my mind, it's like, all right, well, that, you know, that job's done. And not to say I'm going to go just totally screw around and do something else now, but I can go do other things. Right. But at the end of the day, if I, if, you know, if I complete all my daily tasks in half a day, mm. you know, it's kind of like, okay, well, I've earned it. I, I, I got all the tasks done. And as long as that was the end goal, who cares how long it took me, got it done. And uh, so I'm trying to get, you know, that, that, like, that's a weird mindset. And it try explaining that to your boss. Like, they, you know, they're like, what? what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting. I think this release to ego thing is interesting. Cause I think um, if, if I thought about uh, uh, marriages, parenting, government, um, governing, mm-hmm. um, and I thought about, how much does ego show up in those things? I mean, quite quite a bit. I think, you know, it's always that conversation of ego is always in the background interacting with the things we do on a daily basis. Yeah. And I mean, I can't, well, I would say I can't speak for the marriage thing. Like I think when I was married, I was young and dumb and I didn't, you know, this like none of the, the conversation we're having right now would never have happened when I was married because it was, 10 years ago or whatever. Yeah. 12 years ago. Um, But I think in relationships and dating, and I don't think I know that Mm. ego comes into play because you're, you're having to impress people, right? Like that's, that's what we, that's what we're taught. We have to do It's like, we're peacocking. I call it peacocking. Peacocking. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to get a mate. Yeah. I have to put my feathers up and do the dance and do all that shit. (laughs) Yeah. I am so over that crap. And so I meet somebody cool or if I meet anybody and, you know, I'm just, it's it's like I was last night at that bar. I'm sitting there at the table, my feet are up on it. I just don't care what people think about me yeah. and, and not in the sense of, I just totally don't care, but I'm not trying to impress them. I'm not trying to impress anybody. If anybody comes and talks to me and yeah. wants to get to know me, they, they will most likely be like, Oh, this guy's super cool. Mm-hmm. Or he knows what he's talking about or he's smart or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I don't have to go like flexing and peacock to do that. And, and and I see that happening still a lot. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, look at, you know, look at these idiots at the bar, like they're peacocking or whatever. Yeah. I'm just kind of, kind of over that. And, and that then filters into my business and in my, my professional environments as well, because yeah. I don't, I don't need to go do yeah. these crazy things to impress people. Yeah. I think that's a perfect place to invite people to Loom Project. I mean, you know, if you're a, a guy listening to this and you're like, you know what, I'm still there too. I'm done peacocking and I don't need to impress anybody. And I'm I'm over, you know, trying to have a pissing contest with other guys about who who can play pool better, who's got more income or better. You know, I'm so over that. I just want to have genuine relationships that are headed in a direction that feels purposeful um, to make the world a better place. I mean, that's what we're doing in the Lumen Project. So, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think you guys can go to the lumen project.com and um, click the appropriate links. Um, our community is application based. Um, you know, not just cause you can pay the money doesn't mean you get in. Um, 
that helps us curate a better experience. So go to the lumenproject.com and click the appropriate links. Yep. Find us on Facebook. Um, the, yeah. The group on Facebook is called Purpose Driven Men. Yep. Uh, if you go to the Lumen Project on Facebook, it'll lead you there as well. So we've kind of got them all intertwined and building a little web yeah. of spider web, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. Good stuff. Well, I mean, I can't wait to see what we talk about next time. Good As stuff always, today, it was a pleasure. <laughs> Finding our stride. Awesome, Jeff. Yep. Thanks for this one. We'll see you in the next one. Yep. You too.